Hi there, this is Chris Walter, pastor at Oakdale Church, and this is our weekly sermon podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you to grow in your faith and helps you to see God in your life. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Our first reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke in the third chapter, picking up in verse 16. Hear these words. John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winning fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. With a shaft he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations he proclaimed the good news to the people. But Herod the ruler who had been rebuked by him because of Herodias, his brother's wife, and because of all the evil things that Herod had done, added to them by shutting up John in prison. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized, and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in a bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven and saying, You are my Son the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Our second reading picks up in the Gospel of Matthew in the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 3. Hear these words. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterward he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we give thanks to you for your gift of love and of grace. Pour out your spirit now on us, Lord, as we center on you, that through your love and mercy, we hear your voice and feel your presence. In your son's name, I pray. Amen. So it's chilly this morning. It was a little chilly yesterday as well. And it reminds me that as the cold weather comes, that winter is not too far off in the distance, and that with winter and cold temperatures comes that lovely thing called snow, in which we love to see it on the trees and on the grass, but it also reminds us that in addition to snow comes ice. Now... I don't know about all of you, but I know that for myself, if I'm not careful, that walking on ice can be a very dangerous thing. Because 
more than likely, if I'm not careful, I'll fall. Now, I suspect none of you have ever fallen on ice before. I suspect that's an isolated thing to myself. I also suspect that none of us, of you, have ever lost your balance before in life. And have you ever fallen before? Yeah, um, yeah we have one example in the back. His, his arm is proof of that, isn't it? But the truth is, all of us at some point or another lose our balance in life, don't we? And I'm not just talking about falling down. I'm talking about just losing our focus. We wander off and we end up, we end up lost. We end up distracted. Because the truth is, we live in a world that is busy, noisy, And we're going to begin a series over the next several weeks in which, which we look at Jesus' life and the importance of being still, slowing down. Because it is in the stillness that we can find God. It is in the stillness that we can feel His presence in a new and quite honestly powerful way. How many of you enjoy quiet few of you? Yeah. How many of you enjoy quiet, but yet you need sometimes that white noise in the background, a, a TV or a radio or something? If it gets too quiet, it becomes unnerving. Any of you have that issue? No? Yeah. I think if you're under the age of probably 40, that, that really becomes quite nervous. I know I've asked Bryn a few times or two as we've driven to swim if we could if we just leave the radio off and just sit in silence. That lasts all of about two seconds. I suspect if I sat down right here and I said for the next five minutes we're going to sit in silence. Now, to do this, you have to keep your eyes open. You can't fall asleep. You can't make a single noise. You just have to sit. You can't be reading. Can't look at your phones. Can't hum a tune in your head. You just have to sit and be still. I suspect after about 15 seconds, or maybe less depending on your age, that would become very unnerving. I thought about starting my sermon that way. I thought about just coming up and standing and just staring at you for a while. (laughs) I thought, well, that would be an easy sermon to write. I wouldn't have to do a whole lot. Just stand here for 20 minutes and just smile. And you would immediately be like, what is he doing? Where is he going with this? You see, solitude and silence were part of Jesus' ministry, of his life. Because he recognized the importance of being still with God. He was off doing the ministry that God had placed him on this earth to do. And every time he was surrounded by crowds, the very beginning of his very ministry 
there was a crowd. As he comes out of the waters and God speaks, this is my son who I am well pleased. There is a crowd there. There is noise. And Jesus must retreat. Not to run away, but to go and to be with his father. To go into solitude. To sit in the silence of life. For us, that is what we need. Solitude in and of itself is going and turning away and turning off everything in life. Part of the reason Jesus tells us when we go to pray, go into your closet, close the door, is so that we turn off the distractions, that white noise in life. We go and we sit in the silence. Not because we want to isolate ourselves, but because Jesus reminds us that there, there, we don't have a distraction from listening to God. There, in that place, we can hear God's voice in a powerful and new way, potentially. We can be reminded of the presence of the Spirit, wherever that might be. We can sit at the foot of the cross and just be with Jesus. It doesn't diminish prayer life. It doesn't diminish our time of corporate prayer when we as the body of Christ gather with each other and pray corporately. But it points to something even more precious. And that is where we sit with each other. Diedrich Bonhoeffer, a theologian, writes in one of his memoirs, he says that, you know, the importance of solitude is critical. But he says our problem is that we go day by day chasing one event after the other so that we don't have to be by ourselves and so that we don't have to look ourselves in the mirror. In other words, we need those events. We need those moments. Because if we sit with just God, we might not like what God has to say to us. We might see ourselves in a way we don't like. And then what do we do? then how do we handle that? Well, the truth is Jesus points to Scripture and he says that it is here that God will remind you of his grace, his love for you. That you as a broken vessel, you as a lost child of God, he will remind you through his word of his love for you, of his strength for you of the hope that you so desperately seek. It'll be here in this word. This passage out of the Gospel of Matthew in the fourth chapter, we see that Jesus goes off into the wilderness, to the desert, to the empty space, to a place of solitude where there is no followers, where there is nobody. He goes there and he's led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads him to this place. And it's the same thing when we seek solitude in our lives. It's not so that we can run away from everything. It's so that we can sit with just God. Jesus does this. And in it, he also demonstrates another important thing. And that in the solitude, sometimes when we begin to hear things, we can be tempted. 
We're not just tempted in the world, but we're also sometimes tempted in the solitude. And that's partly why we fear silence so much. I mean, the truth is, all of us, while we like some level of quiet and some level of peace, there is also something that is unnerving about it. There's a fear that we have in it. If it gets too quiet, well, then it might feel empty. If it's too still, then we might begin to look inside ourselves. And then we might find a hole that we don't want to acknowledge is there. We might find something that's there that we've pushed aside and and don't want to deal with. And it's okay. Because the solitude is scary. It is hard. But Jesus demonstrates to us that we go there And even when he goes there, he is tempted by the devil. He is tempted and the devil says to him, if you really are the Son of God, we'll turn these stones, these stones, into life. Into the bread of life, he says. And Jesus responds with an answer. One does not live by bread alone. You do not live by just bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, that you live by his word, by this word that he has given to you. Ah, You may not understand all of it. Some of it may confuse you. Some may push you into a new direction to be better. And sometimes you may not follow it as it's written. But this this is what we live on. This is what we should live on. But Jesus is quoting Scripture to the devil here. He's quoting Scripture back because he knows that this word is more powerful than any temptation that comes our way. This is our strength. And that is what Jesus points to when he retreats to the desert, if you will. That there in the solitude of life is where we gain strength again where we are restored with hope. He does this over and over again. He retreats to the mountaintop to pray, to be with just His Father, away from the crowds, so that He can pick the twelve that God designs for Him. He goes to the mountaintop. He goes to the mountaintop again and again, away from the crowds so that He can think, He can speak. And he can feel God's presence. And in that moment, he is strengthened. In that moment, he is given hope. And in that moment, he shows you where you need to go, where I need to go. Over and over again, we will turn to the noise of life and we will tell ourselves, well, I need to meditate with something in the background because too much quiet just... Too distracting. But we have to push through that, Jesus says, so that we sit with just Him. 
with just him. Towards the end of the Gospel of Matthew, there's a passage and it says, Come to me, all who are weary. Come and be with me and be still. See, Jesus wants you to come and sit with him and be still. Because this life we live, the life outside this holy place, it doesn't stop. It keeps going, going. And if our lives are out of balance, if our lives aren't perfectly centered, well, then we might veer off course from time to time. But the good news is Jesus has shown us a way home every single time. And part of that is being still. Part of that is just sitting and turning everything off so that it's just you and him. As hard and as difficult as that can be, it is vital to our spiritual lives. Because while bread will fill us physically, it doesn't do anything for our souls. So my question is, are you weary? Are you tired? Are you seeking a place of refuge? Because if you are, Jesus says, go into the desert. Go and sit in the solitude. Because you won't be alone. I'll be there, he says, waiting for you. And you can rest in my arms. You can rest on my shoulder. And in doing so, I will give you a great strength. A courage that will conquer all hills and all mountains. And you will be new once again. So come all who are weary. Come all who are tired. And sit with me. And let's be still together. Amen.